Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As I prepare for the sermon each week, I try to go back and look at the original languages that the readings were written in, in order to get a better understanding for what those readings are exactly saying. But also, as a general rule, I try never to mention Greek or Hebrew in a sermon, since I don't figure that too many of you in the pews uh, use Greek and Hebrew very often. So whatever I learn in Greek or Hebrew, I try to teach to you in good old English. Today, I'm going to break, though, that general rule. I will mention a little Greek in the sermon. I'm going to speak to you about that one word that you'll find listed as the title for the sermon today. I should say that Luann did ask me when I turned it in whether I had mistyped something or something like that. But I can assure you it's what I really wanted to be there. But this one Greek word is important to us today. It teaches us how it is that we are to receive the, the word and the gifts of God as his people. In our gospel lesson for today, we are told that Jesus had been followed by a crowd of people. A crowd of people that were there when those fish and loaves were divided and fed the 5,000 people. These people, we are told, came to Jesus in our text seeking more bread. But this time, Jesus did not gather the people into smaller groups and then feed them. Instead, he chose this time to fill them up with his word instead. He revealed that the bread that had just been multiplied to place food in their bellies was not given solely out of compassion for their physical hunger, though it was given for that reason as well. It was also, though, given that they might be led to the eating of a better bread, that they might eat of a bread that could give them much more than the bread they had eaten that day when the 5,000 were fed. Yes, he wanted them to eat a better bread, a bread that would come down from heaven just like the manna had in the old days in the wilderness. Yes, that crowd of people came looking for more bread that could satisfy the hunger that would rumble in their bellies, but Jesus wished to teach them about a different kind of hunger. It was a hunger that would not come naturally after simply failing to eat for a little while. No, rather it was a hunger that could only be brought about by interaction with God's Word. Those people wanted food that would sustain their lives for a little while until their next meal, but Jesus turned around and offered them something that he said could sustain their lives forever. That would give them a life free of hunger and thirst forever. When Jesus mentioned such a food, they responded this way. Sir, give us this food, pantata. And there's our Greek word, pantata. Those people said to Jesus, that if he indeed had a bread that they could eat and never hunger or thirst again, a bread that could give to them eternal life, 
Well, then they wanted that bread all the time. And that's what pantata really means. Literally, the word means every then. So basically, they were saying any moment in time that could be considered a then, well, if that bread existed, they would eat that bread right then. They wanted a better bread. They wanted it time and time again. They wanted this bread that could give eternal life pantata. So what was that bread? What kind of bread could satisfy hunger and quench thirst and give eternal life? Well, Jesus made it clear that the answer to that question was quite simple. He called himself the bread of life. That true bread that God had sent down out of heaven in order to give life to everyone who would be willing to eat of it. And how were they to eat of this bread? I mean, how does one partake of Jesus? Well, Jesus started to teach them about this by simply telling them that the work of God was to believe in the one he had sent. Yes, they were to partake of Jesus by believing in him. And later he would say also by eating and drinking of him. In fact, later in this same chapter, Jesus would say that the only way to have eternal life in you was to eat the flesh of Jesus and to drink his blood. Today and at all times, Jesus offers you this same bread that he offered to those people that day. He offers himself to you. He bids you to believe in him. And to have your spiritual hunger satisfied, he invites you to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood and have life within you. He invites you to see who he is and to receive him in order that your thirst might be quenched. And you know when he offers it to you? Well, today, but not just today, he offers it to you pantate. Every then, every time that you might need it. And yet, isn't it true that all too often there are times when you and I are not found crying out to him, Give us this food, sir, all the time, every then, pantote. Well, many times we're a lot like those people that first came to Jesus. We're so concerned with filling up our bellies that we end up forgetting that our souls need to be fed as well. Yes, so many times we get so concerned with our daily bread that we end up only offering a few minutes, even if that a day, to nourish our spiritual lives. We don't feed on the bread of life as we should. We gorge our bellies, and yet we starve our souls. Other times, though, we probably mistakenly think that we don't need to eat of Jesus again because, well, we already have Jesus. So why do we need to eat of him time and time again? Why every then do we need him? We sometimes can figure we're doing okay the way we are. Why come to Bible class when I already went to Sunday school? Why have a time of daily prayer when I already gather and pray in church? Why celebrate the Lord's Supper with great frequency? when we're already connected to Christ in our baptism. You know, nobody would consider leaving a loved one without food for a day or a week or a month. And yet many times we act as if this is just fine for our life with Christ. 
But God tells us that if we do not want to spiritually die, well, then we must continually eat of Christ. We must eat of him pantate. This is why the faithful remnant throughout all of the generations of God's people have spent time studying, reading, examining the word. It's why they've made daily prayer, if not several times a day prayer, a part of their regular life. It's why the early church gathered religiously each and every Sunday to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Why did they do all of this? Because they didn't want to die. They knew they needed to eat of Jesus to live. They understood that day by day and week by week, the sins that were in their life were endangering the very life that Christ had given to them. And so they said, not only with their mouths, but with the very way they ordered their everyday life, Sir, give us this bread and tata. So what of you? Do you desire to have Jesus over and over again in each and every way that he will offer himself to you? Or are you too worried about everything else that's going on in life to even stop and receive the true bread of life? Have you told yourself in one way or another that you sort of already have enough Jesus and that you don't need to receive him, at least not all the time, or pantate? <coughs> know this. The hunger for food, it comes quite naturally. If we indeed do not eat, our stomach will begin to let us know that we are hungry. And if we let it go long enough, it will even rumble to let others in the room know, perhaps, that we should eat. But this other kind of hunger that Jesus wishes, wishes to teach us about is one in which must be worked by the Holy Spirit through his word. Yes, it comes as we are reminded of the way in which the life that Christ has graciously already given us is endangered by the sins that are in our life. Yes, this is why the scriptures call repentance a gift of God. For you see, if it were not that we were brought to repentance, that hunger to receive the bread of life would not be worked. Instead, we would just go on our way and we would spiritually starve. We would not have that desire to eat the bread of life that came down out of heaven. We would not have the desire to have it always. So today, let us instead simply cry out to Jesus in humility. Sir, this bread you speak of, this true bread that comes down out of heaven, this bread that quenches thirst and takes care of hunger, well, give me that bread. Give it to me always. Give it to me, Pantate. Yes, we want to eat the bread of life every then, all the time. We desire to have the life of Christ that he has earned for us at the cross and at the tomb. That word that he delivers to us through his word and also through his absolution and through his supper. We tell Jesus today, that we realize how much we need to eat of him. We tell him that we wish to eat of the bread of life, Pantate. And you know what he does? He gives it to us. And not just a little bit, not just sometimes, but he gives it to us, Pantate. Every then that you need Jesus, you have him. And that's good news in the very truest sense of the word. Jesus is the bread of life that came down out of heaven, 
that you should neither hunger nor thirst anymore. So believe on him. Feed on his flesh and drink his blood. And you will have life in you. Pentata. Amen.